episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host, Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? Good. How are you, Marco? Pretty good. Awesome. You ready to do something a little bit different this week? Yep. So we had a we had a fun episode lined up. We had a workout episode lined up because we like to mix things up. But we just did an episode full of recipes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It was a combination of things. We had just scheduling issues and you got beat up at work. I did. I got my butt kicked. <laughs> butt kicked by... <laughs> Juvenile clients. Yes. Always a good time. And I then had bruises on my face. We had a, <laughs> a shout out from one of our listeners, one of our friends who's loving the recipe episodes. And we had this one in the works. It was coming up. Actually, I think it was going to be our next episode after this one. But we're like, you know what? Let's do it now. Yeah. And it's going to be different than all our other cooking and recipe episodes because we're actually going to cook while we're recording to show how easy some of these are. So we're not going to do as many recipes, Ooh. but we're going to do it. While we're recording. And <laughs> while we're doing this brunch episode, we're also going to talk some literature, some books. Some books. Books are great. So this will favorite. This will be interesting. So we are not even down where we normally record. No. We're in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Not even at the table. We're like in the kitchen. <laughs> so this will be, this might sound a little bit weird too when we're doing it because we'll be playing with the audio, playing with the different mics. And as we take turns running to the oven or in the stove and pantry and everything else, one of us is going to be wearing the wireless mic back. Dun, dun, dun. We'll see if that holds out. It's, it's an older one <laughs> from when we were doing video work <laughs> way back in the day. So we'll try. All right. So I'm going to hand off this mic to our other uh, something that makes this one special. Kid One is back. Hooray! Hi. How's it going, Kid One? Good. Nice to see you back. Thank you. How's this mic working? Good. Cool. So, Kid One, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Sprite. Are you? Yes. Why'd you choose Sprite? Because I like Sprite. And because you're 11. That's true. Is Sprite sponsoring you, or I guess in this case would be the Coca-Cola Corporation? No. No. Would that be awesome to be 11 and be sponsored by the major beverage distributor? Yes. <laughs> that would it be probably pretty sweet. Would be. Jessica, what are you drinking this morning? Well, we're doing brunch, so I am having a Bloody Mary. Nice. It's just a standard tomato juice and vodka. Pretty easy. Very basic. Did you use a, uh, a pre-made mix? I did. It's called Sucker Punch, and oh. it's delicious. You did that on one of our previous episodes, too. I did, and I just killed the bottle. Did you uh, rim the glass with the, uh, the no. bacon salt? No, I did not because I really do not enjoy salt on the edge of my glasses. It hurts my lips. So. But it's bacon salt. It is, but mm, it's not for me. All right. Well, whatever. What do you got in your mug there? Coffee. What's in it? Uh, dirty bean water. What else is in it? I used a sugar-free <laughs> snickerdoodle syrup. And? And rum. Aged <laughs> rum. Because it's the weekend. And it's brunch. And it's brunch. And you know what? And this is another coffee drink that didn't make our coffee episode. Yeah. We're going to have to do another coffee cocktail or episode another time. But if that interests you, that was episode 46. Go listen to that one, too. We did a coffee episode? We did. Mm -hmm. We did a coffee cocktail episode. So that one's not for you. You were not invited. I know. No. Because you're not allowed to drink coffee. (laughs) In about 10 years, go back and listen to it. Okay. When you're 21. Okay. Yep. But for now, cheers. 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 
Alrighty, I'm going to pull my headphones off and wander around, and hopefully the audio is not so horrible. But uh, I'm going to go fire up the uh, stove and get going on our first recipe. And while I'm doing that, how was your week? My week was, my week was um, pretty quiet until Friday when I was actually able to go back to work. So last weekend, I started having some symptoms. It's crackling. So last weekend, I started having some symptoms of COVID. And everybody at work said, you've got more than two. It's time to go get tested for COVID. And I was positive that I was not positive for COVID. I knew that it was just a cold. Um, but I did the right thing. I went and got tested. And then I quarantined at home. There is some humor in positive. I'm not positive. <laughs> positive or negative. Um, nope. I quarantined at home until Thursday when the results came in. And then Friday, I was able to go back to work. And that was a super fun day where I got my butt kicked all day long, which is not uncommon. Ooh, I do have a little bit of sucker punch left. That's exciting. And a little bit of vodka. Hooray! Um, yeah, so Friday was a little bit rough. That's okay. But also on Friday, I got tested for COVID again. So that was super fun to get my nose swabbed two times in one week. Don't you have to get it tested again on Monday? No. Or something? No, I'll get te mandatory testing is once a month, and that's what Friday was for me. Uh -huh. um, so that next testing will be, I guess, in February, except that I should have had my second dose of the COVID vaccine before it's time to get mandatory testing again. And that's... Except that, or except? Are we doing brunch puns? That was such a dad joke. I'm a dad. Are you proud of yourself there? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, the second dose of the shot should take me out of having to get should get me out of having to get my nose swabbed. Hooray! Yay! Yay! How was your week, kid number one? My week was good. Um I had so two I didn't have Monday for school. On Tuesday everything was good. I had all my classes. On Wednesday everything I was <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday I had a science test. How was your science test? It was good. It what was it on? It was on um, our chapter three, which was about weather. Ooh. And I got a 37 out of 37. High five. Good job. Then on Thursday, I had a half day, and I only had my first hour, my second hour, and my sixth and seventh hour. Well, that's fun. I had another science test. What um, was that one on? That one was on the the uh, unit two vocabulary. Oh, also on weather. No, it was on weather and space. Oh, space. Well, I'm not surprised. Did you do well on it? I so got atmosphere and no atmosphere. No atmosphere, hydrosphere, and then all the space stuff. Well, the space stuff would be no atmosphere. But that wasn't in. The <laughs> <coughs> um, but I got a twenty six out of twenty six. High five again. Ooh, that was a good one. That was not. There we go. There we go. Um, and then on Friday, I had my third, uh, I had another half day because the seventh and eighth grade are having finals and I don't do finals. Nice. Um, but I had. Oh, they're not finals. They're midterms. Well, yeah, but they call them no, finals. No, they're semester finals. Semester finals? Yeah. Oh. Midterms would be halfway through the term, which is the end of the semester. Huh. Well, just hold on. Um, and then, but I had a math test, um, which I did get a hundred percent on the Sweet. practice on the practice test. 
which means I probably got a hundred percent on the num on the actual test, but she hasn't put the grades in PowerSchool yet. So well, I hope that you did well. Here we go. Wait, I keep switching. Oh, wrong way. It's super crackly. Well, I don't care. So what are you making over there? I am doing biscuits and gravy. A low-carb take on the Southern Classic. So I'm starting off with, I've got my pan heated up on the stove over medium heat. Uh, I put some non-stick -co cooking spray in, and now I'm putting in my breakfast sausage. Super uh, you getting sizzling. sizzle or are you just getting static? Um, it's both. I don't have any headphones on, so. I know. So this, I'm going to, uh, it's, you know, your standard breakfast sausage. It looks like a big old log. So I'm going to break it up and brown it. And then I'll get to the next piece of it while we're doing that. Why don't you tell us about some, more about the week. More about the week. Switch me off. It's actually not bad. I rotated it okay. and it went away. All right, so. never mind. Um, did you get to play outside at all? No, no, I didn't because I would have gotten to on Tuesday and Wednesday mm -hmm. because Thursday and Friday were half days. Um, but they said that because it was so snowy and so cold outside that we couldn't go outside, which I was kind of sad about. But I've been checking my, my grade the entire weekend. And I still have a 4.0. <gasps> Woohoo! That's fantastic, babes. Great job. Awesome. Hey, how much sausage did you put in over there? Two pounds. Two pounds. Because we are a family of six. Yep, we eat a lot. And even if there's leftovers, you and I absolutely love this. So does Kid 3. Yeah, it's delicious. It, it really is one of my favorite things that you make right now. Thank you. Um, kid number one, what kind of sports did you play this week? A lot of hockey and taekwondo started. A lot of hockey and taekwondo started back up. <gasps> taekwondo, that's exciting because we haven't had taekwondo in like since the beginning of quarantine last March, right? We had a few months in end of October, beginning of November before we got locked down round two. Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> well, it was like. So they went, and as things started reopening in October, uh, Grandpa, who runs the school, yeah, uh, eventually reopened. I was asking him, what's with the delay? You've been waiting waiting to open. Finally, we get the okay to open, and you're taking weeks to do it. He's like, well, we had a vacation planned, and I didn't want to reopen it close <laughs> a week or two. So we're just going to wait through the vacation. And so they did open. They went to a few classes or a few weeks of classes, and then they had to shut back down for lockdown part two that started right before Thanksgiving. Nice. It's the same thing that's interrupting uh, adult league hockey. It's the same thing why kids one, two, and three can't have hockey games right now, but they can do scrimmages, you know, small area type skills work. But it's part of that whole, apparently they're classifying youth hockey, which is no non-checking at the, our kids' age levels, as a contact sport, mm -hmm. which... Most of the contact is with the players falling down on the ice and yes. making contact with frozen water. Pretty hilarious. It is. But, I mean, it is what it is. And so we're making do. We're doing an approximation to hockey. Um, no referees. Uh, lots of whistles. It's just, it's, you know, it's drills that look like hockey. The kids are having fun. The adults are happy. I mean, it's, we're out of the house. Everybody's wearing masks. Um, 
Uh, my adult players are antsy to get back to league play, but um, we can't right now. I mean, it's just the way it is. USA Hockey will not let us do it while they're locked down, and the rink owner and everyone is, we're abiding by it, but we're anxiously waiting to get back to physical, you know, it's, it's social time, it's great cardio, and uh, especially now more than ever, so, you know, we can't go for bike rides for the most part unless you've got a fat tire bike and you want to go on the trails in the snow. I saw somebody doing that yesterday big on my way home. Cal big around Kalamazoo and um, Grand Rapids and Traverse City. Not as big around here, but there are people who do it. Not as many bike trails uh, I know, around yeah. here to do it too, but there's just the options aren't there. And you know, mm -hmm. we live next to the beach, so I guess technically you could go kayaking if you're insane. E yeah. Uh, my kayak is hanging on the wall of the garage, and it will be there till spring. When, you know, it's normal to go in a kayak Well, and again. I have cold weather kayaking gear and splash gear for, like, March in Michigan and April in Michigan and May in Michigan. I'm not taking it out in January or February in Michigan. <laughs> Nor should you, because I really don't want to get a call that my husband has turned into an ice cube in the middle of the lake. You can thaw me out in, like, 20 years and be, you know, happy you got a younger man. <laughs> Wow, you guys are in your 70s. He looks like he's in his 40s. Because we preserved him at that point. We did. We put him on ice for a little bit. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, getting back to Taekwondo, though, real quick. Did you remember any of this stuff? Because it has been so long since you were in it. Uh, kind of. Um, along with learning the new blue belt stuff, because you should be green belts, but... Christmas. Well, you should be like brown belts by now, but we well, had COVID yeah, and we got shut down. Um, but because we've been green belts for so long, for Christmas he gave us our blue belts and and we and um and and kid number three asked him why are we getting these? We haven't finished the stuff yet. <laughs> and well, to be fair, it wasn't just you guys. It wasn't like Grandpa was showing favorites to you. Everybody. There were like kids who have been waiting a year to test for black belt. They've been waiting, working for years to get up there. They're like, you know, a few weeks away from testing for the black belt, and they've been on hold for a year. Yeah. So he finally said, you guys have done enough. You've been practicing. You've been emailing me stuff, sending me videos. You've earned it for surviving 2020. So he went around and, you know, with responsibly delivered black belts to uh, various people and also promoted... Pretty much the whole school got promoted. It's yeah. awesome. But I think we should also mention in Taekwondo and martial arts, <clears throat> the belt colors differ by school. Mm -hmm. They still have the various levels. And, and in Taekwondo, there's nine levels to get to black belt. And then there's nine levels of black. It always cracked me up because what specific colors matched what level has a lot more to do with who your belt distributor is. Oh. <laughs> they don't always go in the same color. Other than you start with white, you end with black, and the colors in between get kind of goofy. Nice. But there's nine of them. Okay. Anyway, keep going. I'm still over here browning sausage. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how's it going over there? It's getting there. I still see some pink. Some pink. It's a lot of sausage. It did. Two pounds, it's a lot. So, along with learning the new, some of the new blue belt self-defenses, um, we have to fin we finish learning the, gr the greens, and we have to finish learning the green uh, forms. And okay. We've also been reviewing some other stuff. I see. All right. Very you, good. You know who you could ask for help. 
Yeah. Yeah. And why is that? Because I've been there, done that. How many of those do you have? How many what's? Black belts? Several. You have enough to get you a samurai sword. I, well, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> at, uh, the school grandpa runs, that's at uh, third degree black belt. So I started when I was seven in first grade. Got my black belt, still in elementary school. Went through assistant instructor, instructor, master, all that. Um, fourth degree black belt by the time I headed off to college. Nice. So Very good. I know this stuff. Started teaching classes when I was 10. That's impressive. A 10 year old teaching classes. Did any of the, the adults like get upset that they were being taught by a 10 year old? Yeah, they had some attitude. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Well, oh well. That but then happens. when they don't know their stuff and the 10 year old does, they shut up quick. I see you're in the <laughs> fridge. What are you getting out of the fridge? I am pulling out heavy whipping cream. Okay. So I'm going to put two cups of this in. Now that all the pink's gone. Mm hmm. And um, not going to drain off anything. There is there is a little bit of grease in there, stuff, or like a little bit of fat that's rendered out. Don't care. So let me, I'm going to run through here with the spatula one more time. Make sure take the big chunks and make them small. Now, two cups of heavy whipping cream. Dump that right in. Coming over to the sink. Ooh, that sizzle went away when you dumped that in. Yeah, it did. It's so much clearer now. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna put in a cup and a half of water right out of the tap. Uh, you gotta be careful, because I'm using the same measuring cup as the heavy cream and it bubbles up, mm -hmm. which throws off your thing. Dump that in, and now I'm coming over here and I am going to put in a teaspoon of xanthan gum. Okay. And the one we have is, what is this stuff? Anthony's Premium Xanthan mm -hmm. gum. I don't know, is there an Anthony's is there an Anthony's rock bottom crap one that's not premium? I don't know. I'm making fun of the day's <laughs> marketing. Anyway, we got it off at Amazon. It works well. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle this right across the top. And I'm going to take the same spatula I've been using to brown and chop up my sausage. And I'm going to just kind of stir and rake back and forth, scrape the bottom. And I'm going to wait for this, uh, just get the water, the sausage, the heavy cream, the xanthan gum kind of mixed together. And I'm going to let it come to a simmer. And then I'm going to reduce the heat and let it go for 10 to 13 minutes. And when we make this as a family, this is around the time that uh, we put in the kids' biscuits, whether we're making them from scratch or we're using the ones in the tube that you put the spoon on and goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know the kind. Whether it's the name brand ones, you know, with the little guy that goes, hee <laughs> Or it's the store brand ones. Nice. Uh, that's the time we put it in. <laughs> Our biscuits for this are only going to take 60 seconds. And we'll do those in a little while. Awesome. Back to what you were talking about. Because I'm just going to sit here and just keep this from sticking. Super. So we talked about Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. And what other sports did you play this week? I've been doing a lot of hockey. What kind of hockey? Okay, sorry. What position in hockey have you been doing a lot of this week? I am a goalie. Awesome. How much hockey did you do in the past seven days? Well, so we're recording this on Sunday. <clears throat> What'd you do last Sunday? Let's even go back to last weekend. What'd you do last Saturday? Last Saturday, didn't we play freeze or something? You had a practice where they took some of the kids from the 
what they call House B, which is a travel team, but it's not a tryout competition team. It's like whoever signs up gets on it. So it's recreational hockey, but they travel. And you play recreational hockey, what they call House C. You don't travel. You just stay here in town because we got enough going on. Yeah. We got four kids. So they took some of the House B and House C kids and had a joint practice slash scrimmage. We simulated a game. The coaches were out there as quote-unquote referees, but there was whistles to not just when they, you guys were off sides or calls, but also when there was teachable moments. And they split up and mixed up the teams. And you uh, you and the part, your goalie partner on your team were the two goalies last Saturday. Yeah. So you had that. What, what did you Sunday? This Sunday? This past Sunday. Not today. Oh, uh, I play against the beginner adult hockey. Nice. That's mm-hmm. awesome, kid number one. How'd you do against those grown-ups? Were they mean to you? No, they weren't because they can't skate very well. They can't skate very well. Hey, what was the final score of that game? Oh, um, so at the, at the end, we had a game. And well, I, a scrimmage. Cause there, were yeah. there any referees? No. No. And how much contact was there between the adult players? Um, not much between them um, falling over on the walls of the ice. What was the final score of that game? That Sorry, not game. The thing that looked like a game but was really a scrimmage <laughs> and a skills and drills? Um, I was on the dark team, and the dark team won 0-6. to six. Nice. So you got a shutout. Yes. Awesome. On Monday, your brothers had hockey clinic. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, were you on the ice Tuesday? Yes. For what? I was on the ice for goalie clinic. And what is goalie clinic? Goalie clinic was where like all of the goalies from like house B or in house C, um, and from different JV and varsity. And, yeah, they come and they like practice their skills and they learn new skills. And um, one of the LSJ coaches was there, which is the hockey team for for the high school that I'll be go I should be going to. Mm-hmm. Um, was there, so I got to ask him some questions about that. Ooh, what kind of questions did you ask him? I asked him what grade you have to be in to join. In what grade? He said that you have to be in ninth grade because they don't take eighth okay. graders anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him if you is this like tryouts, mm-hmm. and he said that there is. Oh. And then the um old, the oldest goalie there, I mm-hmm. think he's the oldest. Um, he said that he I would have to kick him off the team, and the coach said I think you can kick him off the team. <laughs> That's awesome. The oldest goalie there. Should he should be, be gone by the time you get up there. Yeah. By the time you get to high school. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So the fun thing is the local hockey team doesn't even though we're in Michigan, does not play in the Michigan hockey leagues. They don't play in the MHSAA. They play in the Indiana State Ooh. high school stuff. And down in Indiana, they've got this thing where they've got a draft. So if you try out for our local team, which is a co-op between all the area high schools. Oh. And you don't make the team because there are plenty of goalies. Yeah. You can then uh, opt to be drafted by one of the other high schools in northern Indiana, like in South Bend, because we actually play in the South Bend Conference. And they play for the city tournament down in South Bend, even though we are not in South Bend. Yeah. And they play for the Indiana State Championship. You can actually go play on one of those other teams, uh, drafted basically as a free agent, quote unquote. 
yeah. which is interesting. So for high schools who don't have enough players, but have a high school hockey team. Hmm. Just mentioning that. Kind of those weird quirks about hockey that you don't see, like, if you, you know, in football or cross country or whatnot. Yeah. Anyway. It's sounding bubbly over there. It's sounding bubbly. I'm reducing the heat. Well, my, I got it to a simmer, and I'm reducing the heat. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving it a stir so it doesn't boil over. And just waiting for this to thicken up and reduce. It's going gonna, it's gonna to boil off a little bit of moisture, some of that water. The xanthan gum is going to do its work building some... Uh, Thickening. Yeah. Xanthan gum is going to work its magic. Uh, and we'll have that nice, thick consistency like now. When you're done, you can salt and pepper to taste. But given the sausage we use, the country sausage, mm -hmm. uh, we really don't put extra salt and pepper on this. I will put some hot sauce on this when I'm done. Yeah. And you and I have talked about it. We've even we've talked about this recipe before. I think we've even put it on our blog. We can serve it over a uh, low-carb version of a biscuit. Mm -hmm. uh, kids put it over just normal biscuits. But sometimes if we're in a rush, I'll just throw it over scrambled eggs. I've even thrown it over eggs wrapped in a low-carb tortilla. Nice. You put hot sauce on everything. Just about. <laughs> it's the southern in me. <laughs> the southern in you. Given that I was born in Michigan. From when Michigan. you start off college in the UP. That's hilarious. Keeps you warm. <laughs> it's true. Back to hockey. That was Tuesday. What did you have going on Wednesday? On Wednesday, I had, um, what is, what's this called? I had the, um, I have, I had practice for my U12 team. Nice. How'd that go? It went good. Were you able to be a player for that one, or were you still a goalie? I'm goalie for everything now. <laughs> oh, wow. You have your player gear in case they ever tell you you have to go, they got too many yeah. goalies and you need to skate out, but... You've been yeah, fortunate. Like last year, we had a fight. There were so many kids who wanted to play goalie. You only occasionally got to go play goalie unless you were playing against adults. Mm -hmm. Which you were getting up at 5 in the morning to go get goalie time last year. This year, we've been fortunate. You haven't put on your player gear for anything except for one night you helped me coach. Yeah. Aw. And, um, and, and that was with the little learn-to-play kids that are so cute. Yeah. And I get asked to come and play goalie for uh, kid number two's hockey team. You do? Yes. Which is great. And you're not that much older than those guys because they're no. nine and ten-year-olds and you're just 11. Yeah. And one of the younger 11-year-olds too. So works out well. Mm-hmm. That was Wednesday. Thursday, did you play hockey? No. But you had taekwondo. Yeah. Along with Tuesday, you got goalie camp and then quickly change into your your Taekwondo attire and ran out the door to go to the Taekwondo. Friday. What'd you do Friday? Friday, I had, I got an invite from an Indian. Is this an Indian? Yeah, they're in India. From an Indian, an Indiana-based team that's just made up of girls to come and Ooh, play. Ooh, girls hockey. Yes. Awesome. How'd that go? Are any of your friends there? Uh, I knew, like, two people there, but, um, my friend was not there. Oh, bummer. Oh, your friend from your team. 
She said that so. she was going to come, but she had to go to her grandparents' house. Yeah, so. that happens. So that was very nice of the Indiana team who was having trouble getting ice time, rented out the rink, and then when they came up, their coach invited all the local girls who play in House C. Yeah. Uh, you're the league you play in. From uh, 8 and under, 10 and under, and 12 and under. And we had uh, something like one of your brother's uh, teammates showed up. Actually, there was one on the team that plays with your younger brother of the two. Yeah. And then one of uh, your line, kid two's line mates showed up. And actually, next year, she'll probably be one of your teammates because your brother will move up and she'll move up too. Uh, it's her first year of hockey, which I'm biased. I, I coach that team too. She's really coming along really well, and she matches up with your brother very well. Like when they do one-on-one -on -one and two-on-two -two drills, it's fun to watch those two go because their skill sets are similar, yeah. and they pair well as line mates well too. It's yeah. like I like putting them together on a forward line together. Anyway, girls hockey, did you have fun? I did have fun. Um... I, most of the time, I was stuck on one of the ice taking rapid-fire hard shots. <laughs> but um, did it hurt? No. Good. I just would have liked for the drills to incorporate the goalies. I, oh. I did tell Coach AJ that you commented on the way home that you've been spoiled by his practices because the, his practices are way more efficient. Yeah. Use the time better. Keep everyone moving. W incorporate the goalies better. And at the end... Where usually with the Coach AJ practice, he'd pull all the ices down and you guys would do a small area game like cross ice, like two yeah. on two or three on three and get the goalies moving. This one was like, let's play 10 minutes of Sharks and Minnows, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you're used to being way more active at a practice. Yes. Also, there's like random times where they're like, let's skate around the ice a couple times. <laughs> just like in the middle of practice, they'd just be like, let's skate around the ice now. <laughs> Oh, well. Hey, uh, my biscuits and gravy is starting to thicken up, so why don't you help me make my biscuit real quick? Okay. All right, so I've got everything over by you. Okay. Take a mug, just a big coffee mug. Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right, I need three tablespoons of almond flour. Okay. One tablespoon of coconut flour. That's the coconut flour. That's the coconut flour. If you read the label, it'll tell you. Yes, it would be the one that says coconut flour. One? One. Okay. Okay. You need a quarter teaspoon of baking powder. Oh, it is over here. It is over here. I, I laid out the mise en place. I couldn't see because the xanthan gum was covering it. The damn what? Oh, the xanthan gum. <laughs> <laughs> no. While you're doing that, I'm taking one tablespoon, which is one of your little dividing lines, 
of unsalted butter and putting it in the microwave real quick to melt it. Quarter teaspoon, right? Mm -hmm. Quarter teaspoon of that. So if you hear a hum, it's the microwave. I need a pinch of salt, and we're using uh, fine grain sea salt. So, Hannah, before you put your whole hand in there, why don't you just take half of that quarter teaspoon? Wasn't there an eighth, teaspoon, an eighth of a teaspoon? Thing? Yeah, but that's not on the counter. Yeah, but we don't have an eighth of a teaspoon thing handy, so. It's in the drawer. You have to go through the drawer. A little bit more than that. That's good. All right, take that fork in front of you and toss around all those dry ingredients real quick. Um, no. First, put the lid back on the salt. Well, that too. It's almost like we have kids and we know where things are going to go wrong. <laughs> Getting thick over there? Getting thick. Yeah, we're going to move on with this biscuit. We just started giving it a little stir. It's not... Cool. All right. Now you're going to put in one egg, not the shell, just the contents of this. Are you going to crack it with your fingers? So the expression on your face makes it look like you're using Jedi mind trick on it to break it open. Yeah. All right. Put in that melted butter and one teaspoon of the avocado oil I put in front of you. And use the thing that looks like it's out of a chemistry set. Your mom has these awesome uh, measuring cups. This one? Yep. Okay, how many? Oh. One, one teaspoon. teaspoon. So the yellow one, I think, is yellow, one teaspoon. Yellow, because that's tablespoon in front of you. Oh. See the B? Huge difference. There you go. One teaspoon. Yeah, the little chemistry measuring steps. Measuring cups are by OXO brand. You can find them everywhere. Can't and you, you should because they're awesome. Can't you find them at uh, Ikea? No. No. You actually can't find them at Ikea. Ikea sells Ikea brand stuff. Okay. And we do love us some Ikea because having nice vintage expensive furniture makes no so. sense when you have little kids. All right, pour it in. Mix it all up good inside the mug. Break that egg open. Get it all combined. Get it all wet. Make sure there's not dry stuff sitting at the bottom. Dry egg. Yeah, okay, that was just twisted, but all right. <laughs> oh, your coffee cup's all gone. I'll make another when we, you start cooking. <laughs> oh, good. Look, Next. it's Sunday. Next I don't have to go coach. Hooray! I am going to go skate around in hockey pads later. Hooray! One of my friends has rented out the rink, so we're just going to go get some ice time and get some physical activity. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. I remember fun. Hey, Red, keep your hair out of there. You ready? Looks good. All right. Do you want to get all that, that stuff fork? on the fork into the cup? Pat it down. Not on the side. Pat it down a little bit. There you go. Ready? I yeeted it. You, you what? You what? I yeeted it. You oh yeeted God. it? Yeah. Dear Lord, could you like we, speak uh, like somebody with, who has like chemo to four point? We 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, somebody that went to a private school for a long time. I need to get off the fork. You what? I got off All the right. fork. We're putting in the microwave. We're going to hit cook. <laughs> One minute. Start that. Oh, this isn't the drop biscuit. Mm-mm. <laughs> I thought we were making the drop biscuit. No, mug biscuit. Oh. No, this is not the drop biscuit. We have done low-carb drop biscuits before with this, but they're a little bit more time-consuming, and they cook for, what, like 13 to 15 minutes. This cooks for 60 seconds. One minute. Insert your uh, uh, uh from the count. Mm-hmm. While it's going, because this is thrilling podcasting, listening to the microwave go for a minute. Indeed. It's wonderful. <laughs> All right. So that was Friday night. What did you do yesterday? Yesterday I had a scrimmage with um the the house house B or B. With the free team, the travel, the, the recreational travel guys. Yeah. Same thing, only this time, your partner in crime from your team and Net didn't show up, so it was their goalie and you and Net, the the peewees, because you're U12, that's a peewee. Yeah. Uh, you were goalie for one team, and yet again, like last week, yesterday, I coached one team and you were on the other team, so I was torn the whole time. <laughs> I'm cheering for you to block all the shots, yet I'm coaching the team that's trying to score on you. I was screaming at everybody on my team, and like five people listened, but I feel like your team picked up on everything, and like nobody on my team kind of did. What'd you just do there with that mug? So I took the mug out of the microwave, I put it on a saucer, and I turned the mug upside down. Okay. And I'm waiting just a few seconds. I'm going to take the fork. I don't. I probably don't need to tap it, but I like to tap it. And lift straight up. <gasps> Look at that. It's a mug. Biscuit. It's a mug biscuit. I'm going to come over here and get a knife. Same knife I used to cut the butter. I'm going to turn that biscuit on its side. It looks and I'm going to cut it into four little discs. It looks Two of those is one serving. Awesome. It looks kind of like scrambled eggs. It does, because it's made out of an egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is it. My... My biscuits and gra- or my sausage gravy is done. Hooray! Turned off the oven. I'm gonna bring that over to the table. I'm gonna really hope as I carry this heavy pan that there is there a is. trivet on the table. Woo! Boom! Done. We've got our biscuit that took 60 seconds to cook. We got our gravy. And I usually like one to one and a half cups of sausage gravy over two of the little biscuit discs. And there we go. Great job. Low carb, keto friendly, paleo friendly, Atkins friendly, whole 30, whatever, all that stuff. Uh, If you're on a low carb diet, this works. And it's delicious. It is absolutely delicious. And we got through Kid One's Week in Hockey. It's yeah. a lot of hockey. That is a lot of hockey. We live at the rink. Well, you live at the rink. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about this? What's trade spots? I'm starving, by the way. Okay. So I'm going to have a little bit of biscuits and gravy, but I want what you're cooking. And while you're cooking mm-hmm. yours, somehow we still need to talk about books. Great. Kids, look. Okay. So let's take one moment and pause, and we'll switch around the mic since it's your turn with this wireless mic that's all crackly.
We're back. You've got the wireless mic that's all staticky now. I do. Is it staticky right now? Oh, a little bit. It's fine. Put your finger on it. To make sure that well, I would put my finger on it, but I am over here with a half cup of my sausage gravy with one of the discs of the mug muffin <laughs> and a freshly brewed cup of my coffee cocktail rum snickerdoodle thing. So I'm all, I'm all set. To sit back and watch you work for a while. Yes, here I go. Okay, so I am actually going to be making a low-carb friendly Eggs Benedict with a hollandaise sauce. And it's so good. It's ridiculously good. Like, I want to sit and drink it good. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I think right now I'm going to work on making my hollandaise sauce because it's got a couple of steps. So the first thing that I am doing well, before you even do that, what do you what did you set up while we oh, paused everything? I have a medium pot of water boiling on the stove. And I'm gonna use that to poach my eggs. I like to get my water up to a nice royal rolling. Roiling? I like Does it have get, a crown? I like to get my water up to a nice rolling boil when I make my poached eggs. You don't have to get it up that high, but I like to. Um I like to see the bubbles pop. So I've got that going. I've got a pan on the other side of the of the stove going so that I can quickly brown up my Canadian bacon when it's time to do that. So yeah, now it's just a matter of prepping all of my ingredients and getting things ready to go. So the first thing that I'm going to do is melt one stick of butter in the microwave. And while you're doing that, Kid One, what are you eating over there? I'm eating um, part of the um, mug muffin and some pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds? We had leftover pumpkin seeds from when we did the balls episode. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the power sna athlete power snacks? Yeah. I think it was like episode 22 or something. Uh. Yes, it's so funny that you guys remember that as the balls episode. <laughs> Hilarious. Because that's, that's what mainly there was. There was like seven rounds of balls or something. There were like a lot of balls. It was a lot of balls. A lot of balls. Still melting my butter over here. All right. And while I'm working on that, I am going to start separating out my yolks from my eggs. I need to have four egg yolks in my hollandaise sauce. You can save the whites if you want to for like scrambled eggs in the morning. I like to supplement it and just in addition to the poached eggs, I'll quickly cook up the egg whites you have left over. Mm -hmm. Throw them in with the poached eggs and then pour that amazing hollandaise right over the top. That's nice. And you can soak up some more of the hollandaise. Yep. It's Anything to be a vehicle for the hollandaise so you don't feel so like gluttonous. Just eating hollandaise with it, a straw. I mean, it, it really is. So that's just a gross <laughs> image. What if you ate hollandaise on a hollandaise? Hollandaise on a holiday? Yeah. That's In pretty Holland. funny. In Holland. That's yeah. hilarious. All right, so there's one. With Tom Holland. With Tom Holland. <laughs> that would be impressive. That was good. That was good. Way to go, kid number one. Thank you. All right, what are you doing now? Getting a fork. Because I'm going to need it. I want to stir up my butter to make sure it's all melty. Um, 
You're not gonna comb your hair with it like Ariel? I am not gonna use it as a dingle hopper today. <laughs> nope, not today. All right, my butter is melted. I'm just gonna leave it in the microwave so it can stay nice and warm. My water is almost up to where I like it, so I need to get cracking these eggs. Still separating out the yolks. While you're separating out the yolks, can you tell us about your week and um, the beatings you took? Um, well, within ethical guidelines, you obviously can't talk about the clients, but you can talk about you can't talk about who hit you in the face. You can just say you were hit in the face and like I, what? Well, that egg didn't make it. Oh, that poor egg. I'm gonna need. You should probably just go get four more eggs, please. Yeah. Okay. Kid number one, excellent at getting eggs. I was running around. Highly recommend having kids so they can go and fetch you things as you need them when you're cooking. So, I, yeah, I got beat up a little bit. Um, behaviors happen, especially in my line of work, and it's it's really not a big deal. It's just it's it's hard when they really a behavior analyst counts behavior at work. I know, novel, right? Deep um, state statement there. It it's really not a big deal. Like it's just part of the job, and I expect it to happen. What is up with these eggs? My eggs are not wanting to separate, and they're sort of, like, melting. I'm going with human error. Ooh, that was a look. You and I are not friends anymore. So, like I was saying, behaviors happen. It's not unexpected. It is what it is. It's part of the job. You know that going into this field. Um, but it does hurt when they get you in the face. Your friends' reactions, too, like... You knowingly signed up for a job like this, which is like, yeah. you had done this for years before you took your break because we had kids. You knew, very much knew what you were getting into, both when you were younger and now. Yeah, I went and I got my hair done, and my stylist is a very good friend of mine, and she was like, you were telling us about what had happened. And we were like, do we need to save the mom intervention? Does she know what she's doing? Is this really the right thing for her? And I was like, yep, I totally knew it. I knew it back when I signed up as an undergrad. And I fully knew it when I was jumping back into the workforce a couple of months ago. Um, it just, it's, it's part of it. And you got to work through those behaviors so you can get to the good stuff on the other side. Hey, it's tough being married to you because we know we're going to go out in public and people are going to look at me like, what is wrong with you that you're beating the crap out of your wife? It's yep. like, I don't touch her. She gets beat up at work. Yep. Um, I do have. I'm quite nice to my wife. I got. Well, not, aside from teasing her. I got a nice little headbutt to the face yesterday and I, my entire top lip is just bruised um, I've got if little... you weren't in so much pain when you came home i would have been making the reference from what is that uh, from the hangover in the face, in the face yeah it <laughs> but was, you were not in the mood for it so. i wasn't it's a really good thing that we wear masks at work because my lips swelled up like instantaneously and it was there for the vast majority of the day i think i sent you a, a text in the middle of the day going just so you know, when I get home, my lip is going to be very swollen, and I'll probably have bruises all over my face. Don't panic. Like the, um, Don't panic, and don't make any plans to go out in public with you. Well, yeah. All right, so I've got my egg yolks in, and now... I'll probably get arrested from, like... Or get, the, like, the thing where, like, the waiter's behind us. Actually, you can't go to restaurants right now, but where they're behind you, like, are you okay? Do we need to call the police? Are you no, being abused? No, but let's not make light of that. That is a very nice thing. It's a very nice happening. thing, but I'm, like, not beating up my wife. You are not. Um, okay, so I'm going to now add a tablespoon of mayonnaise to my egg yolks in this bowl. And the mayonnaise is going to help make the sauce a little bit thicker. You can actually skip this step if you don't love mayonnaise, but I recommend it because I like for my hollandaise to be nice and thick. 
Well, and if you're on, I mean, right. keto, and what are the other ones where you want, like, extra fat? <clears throat> it helps your fat macro. It does. And if you're not, and you just like a nice, thick hollandaise, Ooh. that works, too. All right. Um, now I've got to squeeze this lemon. Actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to let kid number one do this because yesterday I injured myself. Oh, please tell us about and last night. That actually factors into why we did not do our exercise episode <laughs> and why we had to delay recording that one. Um, and then in the meantime, our friend put out her post like she loved the recipe episodes. And we're like, well, let's do one for her. She's, you know, thanks for the shout, shout out. We appreciate it. And so we switched around our, our plan. But what happened with that? Okay. So yesterday I was cleaning the sink and I was running the garbage disposal and I noticed that there seemed to be a blockage somewhere in the line. So I was like, great, now we've got to figure this out. So to get to the lines under the sink, you have to take everything out from under the sink, right? So I did and we keep a little trash can underneath the sink and I put it off like to the side. Just about everybody else in the world. Exactly. So I put it off to the side. Well, in the meantime, the kids were making pizzas. And kid number one loves to have mushrooms and pineapple on her pizza. So we were opening cans. Well, I think all of them love pineapple. Yeah, they do. I mean, they were all eating it. Just a minute. Don't get ahead of the story. So they're making their pizzas. They opened these cans. And they did the responsible thing with their cans. And they came and they put them into the trash can. So I've got everything out on the floor. I'm looking at the lines, and I was like, well, you know, I think this one maybe not, and this one definitely. We'll have to look at that later. And they wanted to eat, so I was like, I'm just going to put all this stuff back under the sink, and we'll figure this out a different day. And I went to grab the trash can without looking at it, and what I thought was the edge of the trash can was actually the lip of a can lid, and I slid my finger right on that nice sharp edge, and I sliced the heck out of my finger. And it was, it bled a lot and it was super disgusting um of course on a saturday evening one like night at like 6 30 at night the doctor's office is closed luckily they close at seven no no the doctor's office is closed but oh. luckily urgent care was still open because otherwise it would have been a trip to the er yep we're only looking for one teaspoon of lemon juice there guys how are we looking and it's nothing more embarrassing than going to yep, er on a saturday do. night because well, I mean, you cut your finger cooking. Look, the emergency room is significantly more expensive. Well, that too. Than urgent care or my regular doctor. So. And really... like, or as my dad calls it, the COVID pen. Like, if I didn't have it before, I got it now. Yeah. Fortunately, when I got there, there was nobody else there. Cause well, that's because you went to urgent care and not the ER. Yeah. They were getting ready to close. All right, I've dumped in my one. Are you food. eating a lemon? <laughs> You're going to, like, suck the enamel right off your teeth. <laughs> I've got my one teaspoon of lemon juice in my bowl, and now I am going to add a little squirt of sriracha. Seriously, your daughter is over here, like, eating this half a lemon. Yeah, I don't know why you're surprised. She's been doing that since she was one and a half. Fill up a glass of ice water and throw it in. Get the essence of lemon. Sriracha is in. Now I need two little pinches of salt. Oh, you literally <laughs> pinched the salt. Yeah, I pinch it. That's okay. how you know it's a pinch. Okay, got that in there. What mumbles? I'm just going to remove this one because it, ha okay. it, it has a spray and it sprays lemon. All right, All now right. at this point, go fill it up. I'm going to whisk. That's a big whisk. I need a little tiny whisk because this is actually not a whole lot of ingredients. And a little one will do just fine. Okay. You're going to whisk it until it's nice and smooth and evenly combined. Ooh, your mic's picking up your whisking noises really well. That's fun. 
I went to um, urgent care and they were nice enough to look at my finger and by the time that I actually got back in the room to have it looked at it had stopped bleeding um, I think we just seriously panicked with the amount of blood that was squirting out of it. Well, we put the, f and we you put water, running water on it to flush it out, uh, and we cleaned it, and we dried it off, and put pressure on it, and then put a Band-Aid on it, and then it was squirting out through the, the outskirts of the Band-Aid, so we had to put another one on, and it was starting to fill up that. I was like, ooh, that's a lot of blood. You got yourself good. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, the doctor looked at it, and she goes, nope. It looks nice, like a nice clean cut. Edges are even. It's It should just uh, heal up nicely. And then she warned me about infection and what to look at. Made sure my tetanus was up to date. It was. If it smells like almonds. And she sent me, it gross. And she sent me on my way and I felt so dumb. Um, they reassured me that this happens all the time though. And that made me feel a little Great. Bit I bet none of those people feel like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no good way about it. It's like you cannot cut your hand on a, on a can and like feel like you're brilliant, even right. if you are. So with this hollandaise, now is the most important step. It is time to mix in the melted butter. Okay, when you're doing this, you need to be stirring continuously, and you're only adding a little bit of butter at a time. And this is because you do not want your hollandaise sauce to break. That's disgusting, and it'll taste like butt. And for those who aren't into culinary science, break means fall apart and um, separate. Separate. Thank you. I wish we had the license for some Michael Jackson right now. <laughs> you just go to town. And look I like think you're allowed to use like ten seconds. I don't know. Five, I don't know. It's probably best to just not do it. Just yeah. We, I'm sure we, you guys can think of the song. Well, we can say the name of the song. Yeah, you can. Come on, sweetie. Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. Kid one, do you know that song? Do you know the Do you know that song, kid number one? Because of the Weird Al song. What's the Weird Al song called? Just eat it. And he talks about banana. Well, when your mother's done beating it over there, we're going to eat it big time. This is so good. And as I'm mixing this, it is starting to thicken up, which is awesome. Why do you have a mug over it? That's what I melted my butter in. She melted her butter in a coffee mug. Oh. We ran out of measuring cups. We only have so many. Well, that we have some left over from last night in the uh, dishwasher. Oh, I didn't think to look in there. So she's going very slowly. Which is why it's kind of fun we're doing this in real time. So, like, even when you watch stuff on, like, Food Network and stuff, everything's delayed. Or they pop it in the oven that isn't actually an oven. It's just a pass-through, and there's somebody, some production assistant on the other side. <laughs> Where's my production assistant? Yeah, it's Kid One. Hello. No, this is a little bit tricky. Is there a credit for production heckler? Because I'll take that. Uh, sure. You can be a heckler. What's that? Somebody that makes somebody that fun picks of at somebody her. else. Yeah. When you go to a stand-up comedy um, show, there's always that one person in the front row that thinks it's funny to heckle. All right, that is. I remember going to the comedy club in Tallahassee. And, and we not went, broken, and it looks it looks awesome. We went with Kid One's Godfather and his roommate at the time, and they go and that poor comedian was trying hard to warm up the crowd, and they were basically telling the pun either the punchline to the joke before he got to it. 
or they were telling a better punchline to the joke where he was even stopping going. Yeah, oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was better than what I was going right, to say. Now I'm going to put this butter and mayonnaise and everything yolk mixture into the microwave for 15 seconds. Then when it comes out, I'm going to mix it really, really well. And then I'm going to put it in the microwave again for another 10 seconds. And this is also going to help thicken it up. It sounds like a plane is landing and a swarm of bees in my headphones. Okay. All right, so here comes the 10 seconds. I'm playing with the plug, but I think part of it is we're just getting interference by running the microwave. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, it works. Okay. Hey, it's a special. Still... This is not our regular routine. It's just trying it out, see if it works. It's kind of fun. This is still a little bit thin, so I'm actually going to put it in for another five seconds, and then I'll whisk it again, and then we'll just keep it in the microwave What's until it's time to serve it. thankful while we run this episode, because I didn't want to turn on the little, the exhaust fan over the hood. I didn't want to turn on the fan we keep in the hall closet that we pull out sometimes when we're really going to town cooking stuff in the kitchen, and the exhaust fan isn't enough where we, like, blow fresh air right by the smoke detector, because our fire alarm smoke detectors are all networked through this house. sensitive. You set off one, you set off the entire house. One, the ones in every single room go off. And the, and the kids, even kid four, right. who is a whopping four-year-old, knows we're going, and they hear the alarm upstairs. Come running downstairs. I'll plug in the fan. Yep, it's really funny. Also, the neighbors across the street can totally hear. Our fire oh, they can totally hear it because we've had the neighbor come one night. We were really smoking up the house, we and and she came running across, and she's in a full-blown panic. We're like, oh no, actually, we're just cooking dinner. She's like, oh, we've been there, we've done that. So, I, but I'm part amazed that we haven't set it off in this yet because that's just part of cooking dinner at our house and we really get carried away because it also picks up if smoke and fire and heat and everything. And if you get, open the oven, it's too hot, even if it's not smoky. Um, A burst of heat will set it off. Yeah. Okay, so my water is boiling. That's exciting. Before I put yeah. my eggs in, though, Thrilling. to push them, I think I should actually make another mug muffin okay well i during the break while you were getting everything set up i went and mixed the uh it's the same recipe we used before so they have the the almond flour the coconut flour the salt and the baking powder in there already i have a tablespoon of butter ready to go it just needs to be melted so if kid one you want to put that in the microwave for like 20 um, 30 seconds we need to take the hollandaise out oh okay in there sitting getting nice and warm sitting so pretty it's nice that she's tall enough to reach the microwave now. I know, isn't it great? Whoa. Cool. Twenty-five. All right, come over here. Alarm. One teaspoon, so the one with the yellow on the bottom, of avocado oil. Mm-hmm. Fill up to the red line, not to the full, you know, not to the brim, just to the red line that says one TSP. There you go. Easy, easy. Ooh, don't spill it. Was that the butter popping? Yeah. Perfect, kid one. Pour that in the mug. Put in an egg. One egg. Ready for the butter? 
dumping the butter. It's hot. Woo! Look at that. Nice cracking. Come on. There you go. I think I could have a career in sports commentary as I sit here and commentate uh, Kid One making this thing. All right, take that fork and mix it all up. Mix it real good. It is disturbing, though, that every time you work with eggs and you have to beat them up, the first thing you do is you stab it with a fork and go, die, and then you mix it. Keep mixing, keep mixing. All right, get all the all the dry stuff incorporated. Scrape the sides. Get it wet. Nice and moist. Otherwise, you end up with dry, flaky stuff on your mug muffin. Yep. You, gotta, you wanna lift and fold and mix and everything. We're not making scrambled eggs. Got it, nice and wet. Okay. Time for a drink. Ooh, well, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> Should be a fun time going to uh, skate around today. and. And actually, during the break, we were spent so much time talking about hockey. During the break, got a text message going, hey, we need a goalie for tonight. So now Kid One is coming to play with the adults tonight. Hey, Kid One, take that mug that's ready to go. Put it in the microwave for one minute. One minute. One minute. Uh, uh, uh. Sure. 60 seconds is one minute. It's not how done it, but that works, too. We got that saucer handy, or uh, we're gonna need a new saucer. So the other one still has some ah. stuff left over from the biscuits and gravy. All right, got it. Plop it down right in front of Kid One. Sorry, that was super loud. So the plan for this was while we were gonna be making everything, we were gonna talk about books. But I guess we'll get to the books. Mine is a little bit more complicated than yours. There's yeah. a lot of moving parts. Well, I figured you'd talk about Dream Mine because I just had to stand there and brown sausage for well, like 10 minutes. Well, we talked about hockey forever, though. Yeah, well, we'll talk about books when we're done and enjoying this. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, all right. So yeah. if you're you tuned in for the literature... Oh, and... It's kids lit. Up, this time we're doing kids lit. We'll we do another one. children's literature, specifically picture books, because we've got a lot of little kids. They love picture books. And I love picture books. They are my favorite. We When we originally brainstormed this and we were going to do it for next week or the week after, it was going to be like top five at each age level and then you know we love books so much so we've got bookshelves in every room plus an entire room that is the library so it just became come on baby do the magic tap tap uh anyway so it's like you know what this could be a recurring thing when we do a recipe and we talk books and don't burn yourself on that hot mug there's a handle there you go okay all right, while she's doing that, I am actually going to prep my eggs Okay. Uh, in preparation. All right, so take it. Actually I'm going to flip it on the side because it's hot. Kid one, take the knife, cut it in half, and then cut each of those halves in half again. In half again. And then we get our quarters because okay. each quarter is a serving. So when you are making poached eggs, you are going to want to use fresh eggs. Um, there is a reason for that. I don't fully understand the reason. But I can tell you when you are science. prepping. Yeah, it's science and something about loose whites. Um, when you are prepping, what? yeah, it is. It's loose whites because you want your egg. <laughs> Just to keep stay. on cooking. Keep on cooking before I say something inappropriate. You want your egg to stay together when you plop it into the boiling water in a minute. And if you have a lot of loose whites, it's all going to like feather out away from the egg, and you're going to be left with this weird little yolk pocket. 
All very true. Moving on. Okay. Uh, okay, so the in rum my is hand, good. In my hand, I've got my mesh strainer. And so what I'm going to do is crack my egg on top of that. And it is going to take off all of the loose So that what she's holding right now, it looks like a ladle, but it's got a fine mesh screen on it. And it's like a mix between a ladle and a strainer. Do you see? See how the waste is dripping off of there? We this see is it. We don't this is an audio that. only podcast, but we see it. I was asking if you see it. Oh, we see it very well. The audience can't see And the other thing is, we've done this too, where you just, uh, if you don't want to go through the process of poaching an egg, whether you don't like them or you think this is too complicated, we have done it with fried eggs, Mm -hmm. and we've done this holidays over scrambled eggs. Okay, now for egg number two. Same exact thing in my mesh strainer. And then once it's done dripping off the loose whites, then I'm just going to plop it into a little ramekin. Sweet. Yep. I will say we have come a long way on the audio quality of our podcast since we started. It also helped when we got like updated all the drivers and the mics were recording better through our soundboard. Okay. This is like a throwback to when. Uh oh. Oh, the vent fan came on and that updated started. That sucks. Well, it's fine. Um, okay. The vent fan is going, so if you get a whole lot of background noise and it is all the other background noise you had, that's what's going on. Anyway. So the first, I don't know, like 23, 24 episodes were really rough audio. We've come a long way since then, but this one is kind of a throwback to the crappy audio we used to have. (laughs) Not that it's amazeballs now, but, you know. You know what happens next? You know what happens next is the the exhaust fan just turned on? This fire alarm? Uh Uh-huh. All right. So my... Hmm. You know what it is, too, because it's not smoky in here. It's just the heat. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. We got burners going. Okay, so it's time to just quickly brown up my Canadian bacon. And I, I actually don't like this on my... Uh, I love it. But we've but also done this... Do. So how many pieces would you like? Uh, two. Two? Two, okay. please. Um, we also have done this with crab cakes. Crab cake Benedict is great with the... Uh, oh, my God. That's amazing. We've done it, actually, without the mug biscuit, but we've done it with the biscuit. You put a crab cake on top, put the egg over that, and put the hollandaise on top. And then you can put, sprinkle some paprika on it if you want. Put some hot sauce on it if you want. Put some green onions or chives over the top if you want. All There's so many different variations you can do. It's great. But today we're going to do, at least for me, the mug biscuit discs, two of them. Two little discs of Canadian bacon that have been crisped up because they're technically already cooked. You're just warming it up and adding a little crisp to it. Putting the egg over the top of that on each one. And then hollandaise and i'll probably put some hot sauce on top of it because it's me hollandaise on a holiday in holland tom holland it's not a holiday although so there's the old saying of it's not a holiday until without a trip to the er so i was teasing your mother yesterday because she had to go to urgent care which is kind of like um the er because doctor's office is not open on saturday evening it's like the cheap er no that's that's not it All right. There you go. So I sent her this text yesterday that was, it's not a holiday without a trip to the ER or urgent care. Happy National Measure Your Feet Day. That's what it was yesterday. (laughs) Which is kind of twisted. A couple days ago, I was like, a couple days ago, I think it was like National Elvin Day or something. Elvin or Elvis? Elephant. Elephant Day. That's (laughs) not even where I was going. All right. You were saying, Jessica... I said I just got my pan heating up over here. I've got your mug biscuit on the plate ready. Because when all of this comes together, it's going to happen very quickly. Can I take my... Yep. 
keep my pans nice and hot. So you're just gonna plop in your bacon. You can use regular bacon too if you want. You could use sausage patties if yeah. you wanted. All yummy. You could skip that all the meat all together and just go I'm going to eggs do. on holidays. Hollandaise. Yeah. All right, while that's going, I think it is time to add my eggs to the water. So, when you are approaching your eggs, you want to make a nice swirly vortex in the boiling water. So I use the handle of my slotted spoon, which is what I'm going to use when it's time to take the eggs out. And I'm actually going to go ahead and cook both of these at the same time. Excellent. So you're making your vortex, and then get going really, really well. And then pop them in. One and two and there they go and we are going to cook these little babies for about two minutes and 30 seconds sweet the fan finally went off i know it's good and you can see that well you can't see but if kid number one wants to come over she can see okay that the whites have sort of uh collected themselves around the yolk and i've got two pretty little egg pouches happening right now. See that? And there's wow. hardly any little tendrils of whites floating in the pan. If we had not taken all of those little white pieces or that loose whites off, it would be like covered in egg whites and would be very difficult to see. So, woo! Our bacon Why is, is popping. popping. Because it's, it's Canadian bacon, it pops. I'm just gonna grab a fork so I can flip like it. Rocks? Yeah, like Pop Rocks. Okay. Also, don't eat Pop Rocks with soda. You mean Mentos? No, I mean Pop Rocks. Come yeah. on. Oh, because you'll pops. probably explode or something. <laughs> it's an old urban legend. It's not real. You can eat Pop Rocks with soda if you want to. You won't really explode. I probably. I saw a video. I saw a video where somebody, um, they took those, like, sour airhead rainbow rope thing, and they took Sprite. And they put them in a popsicle mold. Ew. <laughs> and then they actually, then they froze it. <laughs> um, and then I saw, and but the per, the video I saw, in the video I saw somebody else trying out it, and they said that it was so sweet that it was like kind of sour. Nice. So fun fact: when you're over there cooking with the uh, the wireless mic pack, yeah, and you got it pinned to the your uh, red and white polka dot uh, apron with the little frills on it. Mm -hmm. When you're drinking your Bloody Mary and Swallow, we can hear everything because oh. the mic's right next to your throat. Sorry, y'all. ASMR. <laughs> to be fair, when we used to do stuff with the wireless mics, we were yeah, not drinking cocktails at the same time. My eggs. <clears throat> it is capturing all the little pops and everything over there very well, though. Making me hungry? I mean, even like, look, a half cup of uh, sausage gravy with one of the uh, little discs, just not enough for me. Okay. Got your little, oh, look at that. They fit on there perfectly. I thought they were going to be too big for the mug muffin. They're like a no. perfect little disc. Okay. No, I planned that well. All right, my eggs are done. So I am just going to take each one out with my slotted spoon. You want to try and get as much water off as you can. Some people say that you can um, like dab them with a paper towel, but I have found that the paper towel sticks to the eggs and then my yolk burst open, and that makes me grumpy. So I'm gonna skip, woo, gliding. Don't step. While she's doing that, kid one, can you go over and get me a knife? Yeah, what kind of knife? 
steak knife. Okay. How much hollandaise would you like, husband? Half a cup. Okay. Hollandaise has been kept warm in the microwave. I'm just going to give it a little stir. Oh, hey, yeah. kid one, can you stop the uh, timer so we don't have to listen to beeps? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, close it. And there we go. All there is to it. Sweet. Yep, it's beautiful and it looks delicious. And when you pop those eggs open, all of that delicious yolk is going to come running out. And it's going to taste amazing. Like a little if you yolk. want, you can season it with pepper. Or if you want some more hot sauce, you're welcome to do that as well. Would you like the sriracha? What do you want? Uh, uh, the hot sauce, actually. Like a little yolk waterfall. Kid one, would you be so kind as to go get me the hot sauce? Oh, your mother has it because she knows me well. Do you need a fork or no? I have a fork. Okay. All right, I'm just going to get my eggs going so I can also enjoy this. And then <clears throat> we can sit here and eat our eggs. I'm going to eat this while it's warm. Yeah, go for it. Um, but then we can talk uh, some kids' picture okay. book literature. Sweet. Pretty sure you remember picture books, right, kid number one? In fifth grade, I had to do a thing called Battle of the Books, and there was a bunch of kids' book things, so yes. I'm sorry, I'm just loving, like, breaking open the poached egg and watching the yellow yolk just run out in with the hollandaise. It's really amazing. Like a little it's, yolk waterfall. That's right, a little yolky waterfall. I'm going to put that back in the microwave. I don't know if that is a hashtag, but I'll turn it into one when I post this. Little yolk waterfalls. <laughs> okay, I need some more eggs. Ooh, yeah. The hollandaise with the sriracha has a nice little, mm. nice flavor. Mm, 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 mm. How do people create hashtags anyway? You just put a put pound sign and pound sign some in. words. Yeah. Okay. You can make a hashtag out of anything. All right, so exact same process for my eggs. Just getting rid of those extra loose flakes while my water gets a little bit more boily. Is that a technical culinary term? Yep. Boily? Boily. Mm hmm or I'm surprised they don't English. use it in Top Chef. I think they would. Oh, man. Is this too classic for you? <gasps> no, actually, this is just classic enough. Could you serve this with pea puree? puree? No, yeah. that's disgusting. What is that? It's a Top <laughs> Chef joke. So your mother and I love Top Chef. In fact, when we were in the hospital waiting for you to be born, we're in there with two labor and delivery nurses, and we're watching Top Chef, and we're all talking Top Chef. Your mother had to go 24 hours without food. I don't know. 48? 48. 48 without food. We're, then, you know, the other three of us are all talking Top Chef and, and we dishes. we watching it. I thought you watched Bob Ross. Well, we watched that first. And then things got a little bit not... Bob Ross wasn't cutting it. And, and Bravo started a Top Chef marathon. What was happening. On the limited channels we got in the hospital, which TV selection was not cutting it, but it wasn't horrible. But you can't complain about the fact that, one, they had Wi-Fi, which was a big deal back then. And then on top of it, the menu was leather-bound. They had uh, chefs down there. I mean, they had the meals of the day. They had a salad bar, the sandwich bar where they would cook hot and cold subs to order. Sushi to order. It was, it was great. We were always excited when we had doctor's appointments near lunchtime because we were like, oh, we're going to the hospital. I'm like, oh, well, can I come with you to your doctor's <laughs> appointment? <laughs> because it was that good. 
which is really funny. Kid number four was Then born. every time your mother had you, like, by the time we had kid three, we're like, we'll just go home. We, like, the insurance was going to cover another two days. We're like, we've had enough. We've been here for five days. And, like, with you, your mom was in the hospital for a week. Yeah. Yeah, and even your brother, about a week. So between having really good insurance and having pretty much it was like staying in a luxury hotel with doctors the celebration dinner was the best when you have had a baby at that hospital they gave you a celebration dinner and the menu for it was exquisite i think i had steak for both you i think you had filet mignon i think i did with non-alcoholic bubbly juice yeah yeah they gave you a bottle of non-alcoholic bubbly juice so that's what it was like living when you're born outside of D.C., like right in the suburbs, inside the Beltway. That's what it was like. That was not what it was like here when we had Kid 4. Yep. Kid 4, it's like, hurry up and hit the road. Get out. We don't want you here anymore. Get out, get out, get out. That's okay. We were happy to leave. I mean, they weren't horrible. They were nice people. It was just like, we have four kids. Let's go home. And the food was not amazing. The food was not amazing. The food was not uh, gourmet food. While you're in the hospital, kid number four, um, since um, Grandma and Grandpa are home with us, we made a giant poster <gasps> that said, Welcome home, kid number four. It was so sweet. I have pictures of it, like detailed pictures mm-hmm. of it. And then you wrote kid number four, a very lovely card. And I have the card in her baby book, and I took pictures of that too, because it is just absolutely precious. So you obviously remember when kid four was born. Do you remember when kid three was born? No. Pretty tiny. I remember videos of when kid number two was born. Yeah, you remember videos. You don't remember it because he came, he came home from the hospital before you turned to one. That's why we're Irish twins. <clears throat> yep. Two kids in one year. One calendar. Twelve month period. Not one calendar year, just yeah. one twelve month period. Twelve month period, sorry. Had a head injury this week. Life is hard. Sometimes it is. Whatever, we're podcasting, you're still in your PJs, you got your little apron on. <laughs> I took flannel for now. Well, you have your flannel uh, pajama pants on, your mom has her, like, uh, what do they, why do they call it buffalo plaid, but the, the red and I black plaid, uh, flannel jammy panty, <laughs> <laughs> jammy pants on. I got penguins on mine. Still in our pajamas, in our aprons, except for you, took the apron off. Well, she's right. It Making brunch. Mm-hmm. Oh my I God. have unicorns on my, on my pants. The holidays, not your unicorns on your pants. That's what's amazing. Yeah, the unicorns <laughs> on your pants. In I case the microphone picked about, up, but, um, your mother going, that's amazing. <laughs> I do like unicorns, though. Is the pepper around? I like to have pepper, black pepper on my... I'm, I'm sure I it's around I, here somewhere. I think like a pepper over there. My holidays. Where? Over by the, spi- the spice rack thing. This is, this is salt. Oh, well, I don't know where this is. Oh, it's right there by the wood desk, or whatever that is in the yellow thing. What? Whatever is in the yellow container. It's Lysol. (laughs) Because we have... We have... Children (laughs) who apparently put the, um, the pepper grinder next to the Lysol. (laughs) Instead of putting it by the spice rack with all the other seasonings. I am going to turn my microphone off so you all do not get to listen to me eat this. That's fine. I'm going to spin this around if you want to stand next to us. And Kid One and I are going to share a microphone for a little while. 
And all you have to do is lean back so we don't listen to your chew if you don't want to listen to it. Did you shimmy on over? Yes. Oh my god, it's so good. You are missing all the fun. Yeah, I'm sorry you don't like hollandaise sauce, but your mom makes amazing hollandaise. Easy, it's relatively fast. You can do this on a weeknight. You can do it on a weekend brunch. You can do it on a weekday brunch if you want. I'm the kid who doesn't like bacon, though, so... It doesn't have to have bacon on it. It's just eggs and bread. Yeah, but... <laughs> or, like, fake bread. Kid one, bring over those two other discs of um, mug biscuit, because I got holidays left, and it's not going to waste. Oh, yeah, look at that. You'll pop out. That's amazing. Roots. It's magical. Thank you. What if you, what if the um what if the mug muffins don't don't suck up all the juice? Are you just gonna lick your plate? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> how many how many coffees I've had by then? <laughs> okay. While your mother and I enjoy this, because we've been waiting all morning for this, let's start talking about books. Okay, specifically our picture book collection because it is extensive. I have a serious thing. <laughs> to be fair, because it sounds weird. We also have books with words in them, too. We do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know. We, but we do have an extensive picture book collection. We have four little kids. Uh, well, now they're getting older and older. But we've had four kids. And you love children's literature. Mm-hmm. And along the way, we got plenty of picture books. Yep. I took a class in college on children's literature, and I completely fell in love with it. My professor was absolutely phenomenal. And, and that is what makes the difference in most classes. Absolutely. Is the professor. Like history classes, you get an average or horrible professor in history, it's miserable. And that's why I don't you get an amazing professor in history or a lecturer or instructor or whatever, and it's the most fascinating thing ever. I like going to school so much because all my teachers are awesome. Like, that's good, and I hope that continues for you. Like, my, um, my English teacher... I don't know how old she is, um, but I think she's like 50, maybe, <laughs> but... <laughs> Boy, you're going to feel horrible if she's like 30. <laughs> no, she's not 30. And, um, but if she's like 70, she'll be so... You'll be like high honor roll, yeah. special awards. <laughs> um, but she has like streamers hanging down from her room. Um, on she lets us sit on our desks and listen to music. Um, she lets us do a lot of really fun things in her classroom. Awesome. And like on Fridays, she'll h- hype us all up. On Wednesdays, she'll like play the Hump Day video. But does she get you excited about the English language and English yes. literature? Yes. Okay. And um, my history teacher, um, his kid plays hockey with kid number two. So um, when I go and play hockey with kid number two, when I go back to school the next day, he'll like comment on how, on how um I did. Aw, yeah, that's nice. See the one that had the older kid that made ESPN. Yes. Uh, oh, that's not too long ago. His like brother also teaches seventh grade, and I'm hoping to get him as a teacher. Cool. Okay, getting back to books. Yeah. Or finally getting to books. <laughs> yes. I have special collections of books that I put out for certain holidays, specifically for Halloween and Christmas. Let's start with Halloween. Tell me your favorite Halloween book that we have, or that you've ever read and that we don't have, but we need to get it. 
Okay, so um, my favorite one that we don't have and we need to get it, it is the sequel to this Creepy Carrots. It's like the Frankenstein underwear where he has the glowing underwear. <laughs> See, I was going to say my favorite for Halloween was Creepy Carrots, mm-hmm. where the bunny is just terrified that the carrots are coming to get him. They don't want to be eaten anymore. And they devise a plan to scare the hell out of this <laughs> rabbit. It, and he le- eventually builds a fence. Never mind. He eventually stops eating the carrots. But and Without any spoilers, yeah. There's a, quite a point in the book where they like hide in the sewers like Pennywise, and I think it's kind of funny. Um, How do you know about Pennywise? We haven't let you, you watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's a thing called the internet. <laughs> you know, speaking of the internet, last night your mother and I watched a movie, which she had never seen before, but I've seen many times. Not for a long time. Johnny Mnemonic, which is uh, Keanu Reeves' movie. And it's supposed to take place in January of 2021. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the internet looks nothing like what they predicted it would look like. And we're all happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my favorite book that we do... But Ice-T still exists. Okay. Um, you don't know, and Henry Rollins. But my favorite book that I have read that we own would pro... It's either the Monster Store... Mm-hmm. Or the kid who saved Halloween. Yes, okay, so I put both of those on my list, and I will read it to you right now. This is your, this is your Halloween list? This is my Halloween list. These are my favorite Halloween books that we do have. So I've got The Monster by Tara Lazar, and this is a book about buying different types of Halloween monsters at a store. Oh, I one of my other favorites is the one where like the kid is like a monster's oh. monster. The one where the kid is like, oh, all these costumes are so boring, and he pops in. Oh, that's the monster raider. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. I did not put that one on my list, but so I can't tell you the author off the top of my head. But you could probably go and get that if you wanted to. Okay. If not, everybody knows how to use Google. They can totally Google the monster raider and find out who wrote it. All right, so I've got the monster. Is the monster raider one word or two? I mean, or, one well, word. not counting the. It's one word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right, so I've got the monster by Tara Lazar. I've got the Halloween kid by Rode Montijo. And this book is super fun because it is about a cowboy who has to save Halloween. And it is best read with a southern accent. The Halloween kid. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. It's the Halloween kid. I'm here to save you. It's it's so much fun. Highly recommend it. Next up, I've got Goodnight Goon by Michael Rex. Oh, this I is based, it's a parody on Goodnight Moon, which is a phenomenal um, picture book. Everybody has at least one copy. I think we have four copies of it because everybody gave us one when we had each one of you. Yeah, that's probably right. It's kind of like all of the places you'll go when you graduate high school. Yeah, everybody gets one of those, too. Um, but this is Goodnight Goon, and it's about a funny little monster who has to go to bed. Also good, if you really like the parodies on the on the classic literature, Frankenstein, a monstrous parody by Rick Walton, is a take on Madeline, only with Frankenstein. It's great. Is that the one about, like, the three little guys who make the big Frankenstein? Nope, that's the monster's monster. Oh, okay, okay. There's a whole lot of Halloween books out there, and I love all of them. <laughs> There's a whole lot of Halloween books in this house. There are. 
Um, next, uh, this one is particularly good for little tiny kids, like kid number four or younger. This one is called Ghosts in the House by Kazuno Kohara. I hope I'm saying that right. It is very much a picture book with very few words, but the pictures are adorable. It's all orange and black and white. The ghosts in it oh, are so cute. Those, that's a really cute book. Mm-hmm. And she, there's a little girl that moves into an old haunted house, and she sets about to clean up the house and turn those ghosts into practical things that she can live with, and it's excellent. Like a bed like sheet or a Like they make a bed a sheet towel. and a, um, a tablecloth out of a ghost. I yeah. think curtains are made out of ghosts, and it's, it's very cute. To be anyway. fair, if you were a ghost and living in a house, how would you feel if somebody moved in and suddenly just turned you into a curtain or a sheet? I would probably be really ticked off about it, but these ghosts have giant smiles on their faces the whole time, so they must be happy. Next up is one of our all-time favorites. It's Alpha Oops H's for Halloween. Oh, I forgot by about that. Alethea <laughs> oh, yeah, I Kuntis. forgot. I forgot. That one that. is fun to read. It's so much fun because each it's an alphabet book. It's all mixed up, so they're not in order. And each letter of the alphabet is related to some Halloween word. And I guarantee you will learn at least one brand new word in that book when you read it. It is the reason why we have kids who are under the age of four who knew the word lycanthrope. That's the word (laughs) right there, lycanthrope. Encore. (laughs) Kid one, what does lycanthrope mean? What is a lycanthrope? What's a lycanthrope? Oh, it's like a werewolf. A werewolf. It is a werewolf. It's cute. But they can't use werewolf for for W anymore. They use a different thing. I don't know. Werewolf. They use werewolf? No, wait. That's a lycanthrope. (laughs) (laughs) They, I don't know. They use it. They use something else for W. That's why it's a fun book because it's not, they don't use the words that you think they're going to use. They use other ones. So it expands your vocabulary. It's got wonderful illustrations. It's great. Have they made the sequel about the Christmas one yet? No, they have not. Um, there is another Alpha Oops book, which actually came out before the Halloween one, but I don't have that full title available. But if you look mm. for Alpha Oops, H's for Halloween, I'm sure that that other one will also pop up. I would love it if they made the Christmas one. I just don't know if they're going to. And then for our older kids, it's one of those, like, early readers, you know, level two, level three type of readers. And it it is In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories by Alvin Schwartz. And you may know Alvin Schwartz from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. These are amazing stories. There's one like like that that we have that I think I got from Book Fair or something. It's called Never Kick a Ghost. Ooh. Um, it has a bunch of funny stories. I do know which one you're talking about. I really do like that one. What is your favorite story? Because it's a collection of, of short stories. So I think can you my think of your favorite. One? I think my favorite one is like the most practical. Is it's like the mo- It's one that I think might be the most creepiest, but the most practical. Like more most one that like you can picture it in the real world. Okay. And it's called. I think it's called like the Green Ribbon mm. or the Girl with the Green Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also my favorite story in that book. It's yep. about a girl who wears a green ribbon around her neck, and she ends up falling in love with a boy who is her neighbor. And um, when and they end up getting married and, and getting old together. And he always asks, why do you wear the green ribbon? And she says, I'll tell you when it's time. And she tells him when she's about to die. <laughs> yep, she does, and it's it's pretty surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they're they're a little bit creepy, 
but not too creepy, and some of them are funny. I think I got it in, like, maybe third grade, and I read to that story, and I was like, nope, I'm done, and I shoved it in a corner. No, no, we've always had this book. <laughs> oh, we have? I got it when I was uh, about eight years old, <laughs> oh. and I loved it so much that I kept it all of these years because I figured my own children would also love it. Well, I got to that st- I got to the end of that story, and I was like, no, I'm done, <laughs> and um, I shoved it in a corner. Nice. <laughs> Alright, so that takes care of Halloween books. How about favorite Christmas picture books? Can you think of any of your favorites off the top of your head? <laughs> um, forget what Christmas books we had. <laughs> Bummer. Okay, how about uh-huh. I just go through my list and maybe if you think of one you'll jump in, okay? Okay. Okay. So these are not in any particular order. Um, I've got, actually, that's not true. My number one <laughs> favorite Christmas book is The Sweet Smell of Christmas by Pri- by Patricia Scary. Um, this is a book that I remember from my own childhood. I have a lot of friends who also remember this book. You can get it on Amazon. It, they keep putting it into production because everybody loves it. Everybody has really sentimental feelings about it. It is a scratch and sniff book. Um, so periodically throughout the book, as the bear is going through his entire like Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning, there are strategic places to scratch and sniff, like with the, um, the gingerbread cookies that are being baked in the oven. And then at the end, when he does, finally, it's finally Christmas morning and Santa has come, he puts an orange into the stocking so you can scratch and sniff the orange. And I just think it's a phenomenal book. I want to point out that I did leave, I did purposely leave a lot of the very well-known books off of these lists because I figure... Everybody knows about them. Everybody probably has a copy, or at least everybody's heard of them. Maybe some of these books on this list they have not heard of. So, what you look like you have something to say. What's up? Um, I just thought of two that I really liked. I got the bait. I got the like baby's ki- first Christmas that kid number four got. Mm-hmm. And I like the um, I like the little one where it's about like a baby snowman. And it's like his first, it's like his first time in like the snow or on Christmas. Oh. And he's like going around doing all these little thing, little things that you would do in the snow, and it's really cute. Awesome. Hey Marco, what are you doing back there? So the smells from everything we've been cooking have wafted down to the other kids. So I'm gonna get to work on their eggs real quick while you guys keep talking about books. Are you just making scrambled eggs? Yes, but they're also going to have the sausage gravy and uh, Canadian bacon and everything else. Okay, but nothing that we need to hear the steps for. Nope. All right, so let's keep doing books. Okay. Okay, so next up on my Christmas books, I've got How to Catch a Santa by oh, Jean Oh, that Jean one, that, that's my favorite one. It's so cute, and this author has written a whole series of how-to books, like, how to entertain a grandpa or something like that. And they're just, they're wonderful little stories. But I like this one because it is... Is that how to train a train, too? No, that's a different author. Um, this one is specific to Christmas, and they're setting out to catch Santa Claus, and it's um, wonderful. One of the things I said in there that you could do is you could fill an envelope up with glitter, and we've done that a couple times. So then this last Christmas, we didn't do that. We still found glitter, and we were like, maybe our elf lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> You said that. (laughs) Um, Next, we've got Merry Christmas, Little Elliot. And I picked this one because kid number four 
loves Elliot. Ellie, if you don't know, Elliot is a little tiny elephant who has polka dots all over him. And these books are beautiful. They are set in like the 1920s, 1930s. Um, so everything is very old and antique colored and just, it's gorgeous. And the stories, it's about an elephant who has a wonderful friendship with a little mouse and the mouse family invites um, Elliot to spend Christmas with him and it's very sweet. When kid number four, um, when she was like one or two maybe, we were going to the bookstore to look at books, and um, she saw she saw the a little Elliot plush thing, and um and um and I think you were like telling her about one of the books, and she ran up to it and she was like Elliot. So now we have an Elliot little plush. We do have an Elliot, and for a long time Elliot was kid number four's favorite friend, but he was replaced by little number four. We have a doll that looks like kid number four, and she is named kid number four. But little kid number four. That's right. And she and carries then her everywhere, like through the kitchen right now. <laughs> right now she's wearing a a little frozen nightgown because uh, she, got, for she for Christmas, she got a frozen nightgown and it came with a little one. Uh, like a tiny one to put on like a doll or something, and now she has it on um, the little kid number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's Merry Christmas, Little Elliot. And next up, we've got Merry Christmas Splat by Rob Scotton. And I love the Splat books, and I think that Merry Christmas Splat... I don't. Okay, well, I I do. I like the way they're written. I love the illustrations in the book. I think they're gorgeous because they are so simple, and he makes those cats look so nice and fluffy. I just want to reach in and squeeze them. He does. For some reason, I don't like reading them. I like the... Is there a Splat ice cream book? There is. Do we have it? We do. We have a lot of Splat I ha- books. I like the one where you go to the beach, and I like the one where he does stuff with ice cream. I think they're really funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with the Christmas one, I think it perfectly captures that excitement that all little kids have on Christmas Eve when they're, like, wishing and hoping for a very special present, and they stay up all night to try and, like, oh, is that Santa? Is that Santa? And it's always it always turns out to be something else in the Splat book. Um, but eventually Santa does come, and he gives Splat exactly what he wanted, which was a present. You you never find out what's <laughs> in the present, because all Splat ever says is, I want a present. I just want a present. And he gets a present, and so you get to use your imagination to try and figure out what exactly Splat wanted in that present. Splat wanted uh, what, what? gooey fish. Either that or Splat wanted shoes like the like Pete the Cat. Oh. That's what I think. Yep. And then for my last one that I've got, I actually put If You Take a Mouse to the Movies by Laura Numeroff. And she has written all of the If You Take a Mouse to wherever or the, Give a Cat uh. a Cookie or a Moose a Muffin or all of those books. She is the author of those. And I put this one on our list because when I met Daddy, his family had the tradition of going to the movies every year on Christmas Day. After they had opened all their presents and all of the festivities were over in the afternoon, they would all pack up in the car and go to the movies. And I've always really loved that tradition about his family, and I like that it's in this cute little book. So, yeah. Uh Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, 
I when you said that I had the I had the theme song for if you give a mouse a cookie in my head because that's kid number four's favorite yeah. show besides Muppet Babies right now. We did turn the series into a show. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's super cute. They got the illustrations just right because they look just like the books, and that's excellent. And they technically, um, if there's a book made and they put it in the show, they will follow along with the book, which is excellent. I like it when shows do that. My well, my favorite mouse episode is probably the one where he wants bub when he wants bubble blast. We goes to the store, but the store owner is like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm cl- I got to close today." So, so he and his friend Pig are like, "You know what? We're gonna run the store for you." <laughs> And it turns out to be really fun. And the store owner's like, how can I repay you? And, he, and Mouse is just like, can I have some bubble bath, please? <laughs> um, it is a really cute show. Very good for the preschool set. Okay, so moving away from holiday books, mm-hmm. let's talk about funny picture books. Funny picture books, mm-hmm. okay. Off the top of your head, can you think of your favorite funny picture book that we've got? Okay, uh, my favorite one is probably... It's written by the or- owner of uh, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, who I think she also wrote Missy Piggy- Piggle Wiggle, which is a chapter book. No, somebody else did? Somebody related to her, I believe. Okay, but... We restarted the series. Missy Piggle, Piggle Wiggle is a chapter book about um, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. I think it's like her great niece mm-hmm. um, who has to run her magic thing. Um, and it's really funny. Um... But my favorite run is like it's about it's written. I think it's written by the author of Missy Piggle Wiggle, um, or or Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, and it's about this girl who lives on an island with a bunch of monsters, and they come into her house, and she makes in um she like lets them stay there, and eventually gets too chaotic, so she's like, you know what, um, you guys are I'm gonna sign you guys chores, and they end up living a really happy life. That. Is Julia's House for Lost Creatures yeah. by Ben Hapke. And it is beautiful and it's wonderful. And it is another picture book that is going to teach you some new words like Tripoli. It's a very cute little book. It's, it's great. I highly recommend it. Um, also, the gr- also, Julia looks like me. She does look like you. She's got long red hair. Yes. And she's very friendly to everyone, just like you. Yep. yep. And she's not scared of fantastical creatures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to dive into the list that I made of funny, favorite funny books. And again, this doesn't... You guys should recognize some of them, but there should be some other ones that maybe you haven't heard of on here. So Can I say another one of my favorites? Yeah, you can. Okay, one of my other favorites is about... It's I think it's called Raccoon's Pizza Party. That's Secret Pizza Party. Yeah, it was the Battle Raccoon who wants pizza, it's but by Adam Adam Rubin. Uh, isn't he the guy who wrote we the? We have there are a couple of Adam Rubin books. On yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, what else is there? Uh, I think um, one of my other favorite ones is. Is it Big Bad Bubble? Yes. <laughs> yep. And the Dragon too. Taco and um oh. the Robo Sauce. Okay, so that's like all of them. <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive into my list because you're, you're hitting a lot of them, okay. <laughs> which is not a bad thing. I'm happy you like them, too. Um, we've, first up, these are not in order. We've got Troll and the Oliver by Adam Stower. I love that. And this is a fantastic little book about this little 
tiny guy named Oliver. He's like, I don't know, five years old. And he goes frolicking through the forest. And there is a troll who desperately wants to eat Oliver. And so it is basically, the book follows along through every attempt by this troll to finally, to, to eat Oliver. And at the end, he finally does eat Oliver. And he doesn't love it. But Oliver comes up with something better so that that little troll gets a full belly finally. Oliver has a ton of fun antagonizing <laughs> this troll. Um, he finds great joy in thwarting all of his attempts to catch him. And it actually reminds me a lot of kid number three, who also, three also also likes to antagonize people when they want something and he doesn't want to give it to them. So that's kind of fun, too. Oliver, if you've ever seen the Pixar movie Brave, or is yes. it... Uh, he, Oliver looks like one of Merida's... Oh, one um, of the triplets. Yeah, one of the little triplets. Yeah, cause curly red hair. So and cute. they got little curly tuffets of hair, and they like to cause mischief. And so does Oliver. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, Imagine if one of their names is actually Oliver. <laughs> Probably not. Um, okay, so that's Trollin' Oliver. Next is The Day the Crayons Quit by <gasps> Drew DeWalt. I also like I like that book. Wonderful. I like that book, and I also like the sequel to that, where it's like the day the crayons came home. That's right. Yep. And I actually mentioned that. And um, these books are just so funny. They are quite long. So if you are trying to read this to like a one-year-old, I really wouldn't bother because they're they're long and they're pretty involved. But if you've got like a four-year-old, maybe some three-year-olds who are super into reading, and on up, they will absolutely love this story. It has really good humor in it. Um, it there's adult humor in it, and there's also little kid humor, so everybody will get a kick out of it. Um, like the cramp and the day the cramps came home, they're like, we're gonna go travel places, but they don't know the names of the places, and they just make up random places. Who's your favorite crayon? Oh, uh, it's either the um that like neon orange or the green crayon. I like. Esteban. Yes, that Esteban. guy. <laughs> Esteban, the magnificent. <laughs> he travels. Um, my favorite color. My favorite crayon is peach. And we're not going to say why my favorite crayon is peach, but it is hilarious. And I'm, everybody loves that. I am pretty sure that the peach crayon in that book is, is kid number three's favorite, too. It's not? Okay. What's your favorite? Pea green. So Esteban the Magnificent. Esteban the Magnificent is in the second book, The Day the Crayons Came Home, which is also excellent. Um, but the peach crayon is in The Day the Crayons Quit, and it's very funny. I think also Brown is in The Day the Crayons Quit because he makes because he do, he like draws something and he draws he's like, something he's inappropriate like, with the brown crayon and, and the brown crayon's like that is. that is disgusting I will never be used for that again if you ever <laughs> use me for that again I will leave for completely <laughs> it's so good <laughs> um, like I said there's humor for adults Two fours over here just chuckling away yeah, she knows crayons. she knows <laughs> adult humor and kid humor it's great it's perfectly blended everybody. Gets a kick when we read that book. Okay, next up, we've got The Epic Adventures of Huggy and Stick, also by Drew DeWalt. Um, this is a great story. It's sort of like a, a funny little retelling in picture book form of the hun of, of, um, oh, those old people that live together. 
The one from like Wait, Sesame Street? No. From Up? No. Up? Up? No, from like the 50s when TV first started. The old guys. Ozzy and Harriet? No. no. The Odd Couple? Is it The Odd Couple or Two Men? Two Men are together. And they have a different personality. Yeah, The Odd Couple. Okay. It's sort of like a retelling of that old TV show, The Odd Couple, where one is like super happy and looks at life with rose-colored glasses and everything is amazing, and the other one is a horrible curmudgeon who thinks the worst out of everything and is very much a realist and very much a pessimist, thinking, ugh, this is the worst, and they really do go on an epic adventure, and it is the story of this adventure told through the lenses of both of these characters, where one has an amazing time no matter what happens, and the other one is like, holy crap, we're gonna die, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to At me. At one point, um, the one who's like, I hate this, um, he loses an arm, and Stick gives him a spork as an arm. <laughs> He's like, this is this. I hate this. I, I can only eat with this arm now. I can't do anything. Yep. Um, Stick is the eternal optimist in the story, and and Huggy is the stuffed animal, and he is the pessimist in the story. Um, Stick absolutely adores Huggy, and Huggy does not love Stick. So it's it's really fun to watch this dynamic between the two of them play out as they go on this worldwide adventure. Doesn't that the end? Nope, we're not talking about oh, the okay. end. Okay, never mind. If you want to know the end, you can go read the book. No spoilers! I'm sorry. <laughs> Next up, I've got Dragons Love Tacos by yes. Adam Rubin. Yeah. But honestly, you can pick any Adam Rubin book and you are going to have a good time reading it. But Dragons Love Tacos, I just really like the wordplay that's in there. A boat full of tacos. Dragons! Do not eat those tacos! Like, it's just, it's really Jalapeno fun. Jalapeno peppers! Um, I was, I actually read, I started reading this book to a kid at work, and it, his break time ended, and I was like, okay, we have to stop the book, and he's like, no, 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 you just need to go ahead and finish reading it. And I was like, nope, sorry, you can work for that book. Um, I get very... Did he work for it? Yeah, he did. Or, or but I or wasn't, I wasn't the one that finished reading it to him, and I think that was part of it, because when I read a story to children, I get very involved in it and i like to use big voices and quiet voices and funny um funny dialects and all this good stuff and i make it very theatrical and i find that kids respond really well to that um i would hope that my children feel the same way about it yes if not it's at least fun for me but dragons love tacos all the way it's amazing next i've got kid number two is right behind you Kid number two, how do you feel about Dragons Love Tacos? Uh, good. <laughs> do you like it? You used to love it when you were little. Is it your favorite? What? Kid number two, what is your favorite children's, what is your favorite, like, picture book? <laughs> that is not a picture book. That well, is Well, to be fair, it's a book with pictures. It's a comic. Uh, it's yeah. a different genre, which we can have a whole different conversation about comics. But you're asking a 10-year-old. Well, um, I'm 11. <laughs> oh, Katie. Moving on. Next up is an older one of ours. I'm not sure if you remember it, but Daddy and I do because we've read it 8,000 times. It is Memoirs of a Goldfish. Yes. Is this the one about the goldfish who the, the owner puts a bunch of stuff in there? Yes. And like, oh, I like that one. That this one's is sweet. Memoirs of a Goldfish by Devin Skillian. And 
I hope I'm saying his name right. If not, I deeply apologize. Your book is phenomenal. Um, it is the story about a goldfish who is very happy alone. And then suddenly, one day, something new appears in his bowl. And the next day, something new appears in his bowl. And the goldfish eventually like has a nervous breakdown about all these new fish and decorations and things in his bowl. And he has an epic temper tantrum. And then the story ends with a wonderful ending. Um, but it is, it's great if you can find it at your library. I think it's out of print. But if you can find it at your library, it's definitely worth checking out um, because you're going to have a good time with it. I have an elephant memory, and I remember, like, random bits <laughs> from when we lived in Virginia, and I was very, very little. Um, and I can remember sitting on the couch uh, with you reading that story to it. it, it uh, you reading that story to me um, in Virginia. You loved that story. Yes, I you did. You absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. um, next up, I've got Children Make Terrible Pets by Peter Brown. Do you remember this one? No, but I remember the one about the deer if you want a little baby. That's the baby that roared. That's also good. <laughs> I like that one, too. The deer family. Yeah, we can talk about that real quick. I don't have the author right in front of me, but it's very good. The baby that roared um, is about a deer family who desperately want to have a baby deer of their own. And one day, a little tiny baby deer, in quotation marks, appears on their doorstep. And what they think is a baby deer is not. It is, in fact, a little tiny monster wearing a deer mask. And it has everybody fooled. And this baby cries and cries. And they bring in specialist after specialist to try and figure out why this little baby is crying so much. And at the end, there's a very satisfying thing that happens. Look what I found. It's the baby that roared, and it is by Simon Patak. But the fu the funny thing about it about this book is on the back, uh, you can see a picture of Mama Deer hugging her precious little baby deer in quotation marks, and the dad and the Papa Deer is just scratching his head like I don't know about that. <laughs> he does not, and also like that's <laughs> it just showed up. Yeah, that's generally not how it happens. Um, but getting back to my list, Children Make Terrible Pets is the story about a little girl bear who finds a child in the forest and decides that she is going to take this child home to keep it as a pet. Um, and her, yeah, this book is phenomenal. It's over there, so you can refamiliarize yourself with it after we're done with this podcast. Um, but she talks about, like, all the things she's going to do with her oh, brand snap. new pet. You just got homework. Yeah. No. It's not like it's a terrible homework. I know, it's but funny. still. <laughs> she thinks she's going to do all these amazing things with her brand new pet that she got out of the wild. But really, the child does not want to do any of those things, and he doesn't cooperate at all. Sort of like if you find a stray raccoon or something out in the forest and you decide to bring it home. It's not going to be the amazing pet you think it is. If you've ever seen Buddy the Elf, you know why that will happen. That's right. Okay, so... Moving on from that, my last one on this list is my absolute favorite children's book ever, and it is called Cooking with Henry and Ellie Belly, and it's Oh, by, I love that book! It's by Carolyn Parkhurst, and it is so funny. Um, it is a wonderful little imagination story about a little boy who decides he is going to have a cooking TV show, and he is going to make some peanut butter pancakes with his little two-year-old sister and things do not go as planned and it is 
hilarious. Ellie, Ellie Billy has very curly, puffy red hair. Looks which like somebody else. Yes. Which is exactly um, why I bought the book to begin with. Because I was when, like, that is kid number one right there. And we are going to be reading this book. And it is wonder. It's one of when the best you, books that I've um, ever bought. When like you said that I... I see kid number four actually just went and picked it up. Mm-hmm. Aww. Oh, now she's got dragons. Love tacos. Um, but when you, when uh, yesterday when you were picking out a bunch of books to mm-hmm. put down on your list, yep. Um, I asked you what are you doing, and I and you said I'm gonna put, I'm picking out all my favorite books, and I was like, oh, you're probably doing a book podcast, and the first book that came to my mind was he- Cooking with Henry and Ellie Belly. It is so good. <laughs> um, I do believe it's out of print. Maybe you can find it on Amazon on like the used book sale or you can try and find it at your local library as well highly recommend it if you do get your hands on it all right well that is actually all i've got for my book list so i am good to go marco do you have anything else you need to discuss on this episode i do we have the latest set of red arrow challenge champions that we need to get a shout out to so the Red Arrow Challenge is our weekly challenge, multi-sport challenge, free to sign up, free to get a username, free to participate. Go to our Instagram. Our handle is Red Arrow HW. From the link in the bio, you can find where to create a username, where to put in your totals each week. And if you're on top in your age group for the various categories, we give you a shout out in each podcast. Woo-hoo. For the most recent week. Swimming. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. And then 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl. Not too shocking that in with COVID still raging and in the winter, winter, there's not a whole lot of that going on. Running. Nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, The Logan, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Johnny B. Good, 60 to 69, Pac Mac. And for our featured members, me. Walking. Nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Rando 7, 40 to 49, Coffee Dude, 50 to 59, Teddy 68, 60 to 69, Sunny D, and for our featured members, me. Biking on road. 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Coach T, no 50 to 59 year olds, but 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill, and for our featured members, <gasps> me. Biking off-road. 20 to 29, Husky Mike. 30 to 39, Dirt Devil. 40 to 49, Cyclone. And that was it. Sit down paddling. 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305. 30 to 39, Rando 7. No, 40 to 49-year-olds were nuts enough to go get in the water in the (laughs) winter. But 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Me West. No 40 to 49 year olds, but 50 to 59, Mary Mary and 60 to 69, Sunny D. Cross country skiing. 20 to 29, Husky Mike. 30 to 39, Alberto. 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. 50 to 59, Big One 64 back on top. And 60 to 69, Pac Mac. Skating. 20 to 29, Lexi, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Big One, 64, and for our featured members, me. Hockey. 
Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Lexi, 30 to 39, Moose Man, 40 to 49, Great One, 50 to 59, Herb, no one older than that. And for our featured members, me. Points. For the composite points, nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Soleil, 30, 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, Rando, 7, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Big One, 64, 60 to 69, Peck Mac for our feature members. Shocker here, me. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so tickled by it. Good. Yeah, I can see your sarcasm in your eyes. Still not wanting to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get on the treadmill. Well, until you do, you're leaving <laughs> the door open for other people. Well, good. So feel free to join in. But for now, this has been a very big episode, and I got plenty of editing to do. And we now have a kitchen to clean up. And all the children are here. So this has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop new episodes every week. Tune in next week for another episode that won't have to do with food. (laughs) We're going to do something else. Or probably books. Or books next week. But we'll probably bring that back at some point. Mm -hmm. Until then, Kid One, Jessica, it's been fun. Loads of fun. All right. Bye. Bye.